Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kratom Sobriety, episode 25. This is Jacob from Maine. And this is Charlie. And this week we have an interview with Lori, who is a Gen Xer and our first grandmother. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, been, a, been a good week. Um, how about you, Charlie? How are you doing? Not too bad. I'm celebrating six months Kratom free. Oh, that's amazing. How does it feel to have uh, six months of. Uh, no more OPMS black shots in your life. <laughs> Back to baseline. And I've been experimenting with taking time off from caffeine, w- which we could probably do a whole opening segment on someday. But the days when I had like no substances at all in my system um, have been really amazing. Just a couple personal things. I recently I had a, I pulled my back and I've had a, um, oh, no. I have to have some, dental surgery and both of those events have made me like have some cravings like oh kratom will give me a little relief i want to ask you i know you recently traveled to europe and i'm kind of giving you permission to do a little bit of humble bragging right because i want to advocate for everybody to once you get off kratom redirect that money to savings or paying off a credit card or doing something special for yourself and i'm glad you you channeled all that money to a trip overseas rather than giving it to the uh, big kratom so uh how did the trip go the trip was amazing um so we were gone for about uh 11 days total so three days in helsinki finland and then uh the rest of the time in the western norwegian fjords um if you ever get the chance to go to norway it's one of the most beautiful places i've personally ever been um just like literally uh, the small towns that we went to around the, the fjords every like time you turned a corner, it could have been a, in a postcard view. More importantly, to your point, you know, not, not spending so much money on stupid extracts and freedom and all that stuff. And before that booze and everything else in, in my history of, uh, substance abuse, it's, you know, allowed me to save quite a bit of money, pay down some debt. And, and, you know, I wanted to treat myself a bit because I am about five months in now. So it's, it's been good, but. The, the main things are, um, one, you know, didn't have to worry about any of that dosing or, or you know, am I going to get Kratom and all that crap? Um, and really the, the freedom there is like a lot of times when I would travel, I'm going to use drinking because that was my most experience because, um, most of my Kratom use was during the pandemic and after and there really wasn't any travel, but, um, I was a, an alcoholic before. And, uh, I, I used to notice that like I would do things like go to museums or go see like, you know, some cool sites in a city or go do a hike in nature. But I was always like, it was just the activity to get through the day because I really wanted to go to the bar at night or go party or or whatever. So like just being free to actually experience things and and feel everything and not have to worry about any sort of substance and and just wake up and know you're going to be clear headed and you have the whole day to yourself was was really awesome. So I highly recommend uh, getting out there and doing some some travel once you get some time away from this stuff. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. It was. So I thought we could read a couple of reviews, but before we do so, I, I, I got another message that's saying the opinion of other people is none of your business. I think that's a good principle. But anyway. My mother was, used to say uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but <laughs> you said it a little bit more eloquently. I get, my, mine was more of the 12 stop truism. It was uh, suggested to me that our podcast is sort of like based in fear 
and that we might be scaring people off from trying Kratom. And some of those people might be able to be really helped by Kratom. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Oh, I I think, first of all, both you and I have been vocal about the fact that we're not out here advocating to ban Kratom. I know there are some people that are, but that's not the stance we've taken. We've been very you know, transparent in the fact that we believe there should be regulation. And, and you know, you the, the latest episode you put out, you went through a whole kind of series of, of what that, you know, could potentially look like. Just on the fear aspect, I don't, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to tell the truth. And I mean, the, the truth is, is that Kratom is an addictive drug, just like a ton of other addictive drugs out there. I don't have a chronic pain condition. I don't know if I would want to rely on an unregulated herb to treat a, a medical disease. Um, I know, you know, some people are leery of big medical or doctors or whatever, but like I, that, I would, I would personally go that route if I, if I really needed it. And, and I, I understand that, that some people, you know, maybe do, do benefit from Kratom, but I think from my, from my perspective, the risk is, is much higher. And um, I, I also think, you know, if, if it's, you know, we're we're discouraging people from using it to get off opioids. I would say yes, I I would discourage you from using it to get off opioids because I think you have a very very strong chance of just being hooked on kratom and stuck on that versus going to getting some help and getting on a you know a mat medication and following a doctor and eventually tapering off it. The most pro kratom recommendation that I would make these days based on my experience and talking to so many people is if somebody was uninsured and they had a horrible addiction to street drugs or prescription opiates or alcohol that over a couple month period that they taper off those things and use Kratom as a replacement, be very careful and cautious about that because of the risks of an ongoing addiction to Kratom and uh, and a hard to, hard one to quit and a dependency that for many people has really harsh withdrawals. And for many, it's Kratom is, ends up being more expensive. There's just clear health harms that cause are, are caused by Kratom. I think um, the other thing I'd say is, you know, we're just two or, or and you know the other people that join us Krista and Decima and others from time to time in our interviewees we're just a series of people telling you our experience with the substance we're not here to push an agenda or anything we're just basically saying like hey we 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 took Kratom it was a problem to stop and um there's there's a whole bunch of people that are struggling with that you're free to make your own choices we're not trying to scare anybody you know everybody's an adult but I think you should you should hear both sides if you want to make an educated decision and then if you you know, if, if, if you're in pain and you're, you know, your wit's end and that's what you want to do, then, you know, try it. It's, it's really up to you. And to end this, I mean, there's two things I hear over and over again is one, many people feel misinformed or that they weren't able to make a choice based on all the information and felt at some level deceived by the marketing messages, by the constant browbeating that you know kratom isn't a drug it's a you know it's a partial agonist it's and then the second thing is when people do make a decision to quit a lot of people feel alone and isolated that they're the only one and you know and there is limits to like what you can do on a social media forum you know 
So I guess that's a good segue to our reviews. Yeah, so um, I'll go ahead and uh, read this one. It's from Inspired Grown Up. I love that uh, username. And uh, this is from September 19th. And the title is, This Podcast is a Godsend. Listening to these interviews has helped me so much, not only with the horrible week of withdrawals from taking extract shots daily, but also to keep me from going back to Kratom now that I'm feeling better and some old urges are trying to sneak back into my life. Thank you, Charlie, Jacob. Krista and everybody else involved with the show. Thank you, Inspire Grown Up. Great to hear from you and uh, keep up the good work. I know how that feels with those extract shots, and you're doing an awesome job. We have another review from Endeavor 80 from the 13th of September of this year. Thank you. This has been extremely helpful for me. I quit recently after a year of daily use. I'm still shocked at how bad the experience was. Hard to wrap my head around it. Hearing others talk about is exactly what I need. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. And it's, as we mentioned earlier, it's helped me stay off crate in the last six months. So now for, now for our, interview our interview with, with Lori. Lori. Hello, everybody. This week we have Lori joining us for an interview, and I'm excited to have a fellow Gen Xer with us. Lori, could you just introduce yourself? Hello, and thanks for having me. I am 55 years old. Uh, I'm a mom of four. My husband and I have seven gorgeous uh, grandchildren. I am a uh, high school Spanish teacher. Love doing anything outdoors. I love to ski and run, walk, ride my bike. Uh, and I am a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So what is your Kratom abstinence date? Uh, July 25th of this year. You just hit uh, 60 days. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting. And what was your first exposure to Kratom and how did it go? So I, I started Kratom to help me get off of some other things. I was taking opiates primarily. The first time I did Kratom, it just blew me away. Like it, it felt as strong as any of the opiates I had taken. And, you know, that should have been my red flag right there. I found out about it when I was looking online, you know, how to ease or how to detox from opiates at home, you know, how to, how to be comfortable while detoxing. And, um, it was a really helpful site that the, the man that did the site offered all kinds of wonderful suggestions. Um, and Kratom was one of them. And so I thought, okay, I'll use that as a helper tool. And like I said, I took it and it was in my system was as strong as any opiate I had taken. So that was, uh, that's how I got started. How long ago was that? That was 10 years ago. So it, I did get off of the opiates I had been taking. I had gone from like the strong painkillers and then I kind of, uh, I went down to tramadol and it was the tramadol I was trying to get off of. Uh, when I discovered Kratom, and that was 10 years ago. And I, I was on it steadily until a year ago when I tried my first quit and failed. And then this was my second time quitting. And uh, much uh, much for my first time, I failed after three days. So that did not go well. Um, and this time I'm at 60. So obviously going a lot better this time. Yeah. 
Were you treating some pain when you first were using opiates? No, I was not. I'm ashamed to say. It, so here's what happened. So at, at, when I was 40, my husband and I, we had you know three teenagers and found out we were expecting. I had to go off my antidepressants. I've struggled with depression a lot in my life. And I went off the antidepressants through the pregnancy, had a beautiful, healthy baby girl, and then plunged into the most horrible postpartum depression after her, like really, really dark. Because shortly after we had her, my husband lost his job. So now we've got four kids and no income and um, just a really, really dark time. And I went to my doctor, my OBGYN, and said, hey, I'm really struggling with postpartum depression. And his answer to me, and this was the last time he was my doctor, his answer to me was, oh, have your husband take you to Florida for a week. You'll be fine. That, oh that, that was his response. So, you know, my husband's unemployed, really not a helpful yeah. solution. Went home and I'm struggling and struggling. And in our medicine cabinet at home were some old opiates, painkillers from one of uh, surgery my husband had had. And I, I took one and that, that one decision that, that, you know, five second decision altered the next, you know, 15 years of my life. I mean, that, that is what took me down into addiction. I, I hadn't struggled with addiction in my twenties and my thirties. You know, I had some depression and, and, I, probably an eating disorder. Like looking back, I kind of see like, oh, there were some issues, but I, I had no problems. I didn't even drink. I didn't touch alcohol through my twenties and my thirties. And all of a sudden taking that one pill and the instant relief I felt and, and everything just felt better all of a sudden. And that yeah. was the beginning of that, the next 15 years and then the 10 years on Kratom. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're treating mental pain, which sometimes gets undervalued compared to physical pain. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I was, I was self-medicating untreated depression in, you know, in effect. So yeah, so I uh, just did so many things, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed of, I'm learning to forgive myself, but you know, the old going into grandma's medicine cabinet, does she have Mm -hmm. any old opiates she's not using anymore? I'll take those. I did the whole, like, you know, going to my doctor and saying, oh, I hurt my back. You know, I tried that for a while. It just, just some stuff. I And everything was like, I just felt awful that, you know, the shame, even at the time, I was so ashamed of that, like living this double life. And, you know, of course my husband didn't know I was struggling with this. Nobody knew I was just yeah. going through this by myself. I've got four kids I'm raising and, you know, women, I think, you know, as a woman, we tend to be the the nurturers and the emotional backbone of our family. You add in like, you know, you're also a daughter, you're a wife, you're a mom, you've got a job, you know, so many needs. Can I read you a quote? This this quote perfectly describes what I was yes. going through with the opiates. Okay. This is from the Lord of the Rings. This was Bilbo talking. Okay. And he said, I feel all thin, sort of stretched, if you know what I mean, like butter that has been scraped over too much bread. That can't be right. I need a change or something. So the opiates were my something. I, I just felt stretched. Mm-hmm. I felt out of control, depressed, and I needed something to meet every need and to get through my day. So anyway, so I, I was doing the opiates and then they weren't working as great anymore. So I thought, I wonder what wine is like. Because like I said, I hadn't, I, I drank a lot in college. I was a heavy partier, binge drinker in college. Got married to a man who just doesn't drink, doesn't have any issues with addiction at all. Stopped drinking for two decades. And now in my 40s, I decided to start drinking to help boost the effect from the opiates. 
especially when I couldn't get a hold of any, you know, that was a nice like fill in till I could get some more. So as it got harder and harder to, to get opiates, you know, cause the doctors started shutting me down, you know, they kind of caught on to my little, like, Oh, my back hurts scheme. Then I started, I, I read about tramadol online and st- started sending away to these kind of sketchy Indian pharmacies where you mm-hmm. could order it online without a prescription. And uh, not only was that expensive, but it was, oh, it was awful because, you know, the mail wasn't reliable from India, obviously. So that was the first time I experienced really bad withdrawal because I started getting tramadol and I would take it every day, multiple times a day. And then if my next package didn't show up, I, yeah, I'll never forget the first time I thought I had the flu. I didn't really know what withdrawal felt like. And I thought I had this awful flu. And then I realized, oh, this is because I ran out of the tramadol. And I want to say I did that for, let's see, probably two or three years. It was just tramadol. So I, I had stopped. Well, if I could get my hands on opiates, I would still always do that. The tramadol, I could just get, you know, in the mail at this point. So anyway, so I got to a point where it was expensive. I was tired of being enslaved to it. I was tired of the guilt and the shame and the hiding. Anyway, so that's when I, I decided, you know, to try to get off of it and and discovered Kratom. And the the gentleman that ran this mostly helpful site uh, offered names of really reliable providers of Kratom. So I didn't know at the time, I live in Pennsylvania, and I didn't know anything. I didn't know what a vape shop was. I mean, I'm just, yeah. you know, and, and that's pretty much the only place you can get it in PA. We don't sell it at gas stations here. It's It's vape shops. So I didn't know I could just like drive down the street and get it. And this guy gave websites of these, you know, really reputable companies. So I just started ordering it, you know, through the mail. You know, they, they were great, great customer service, all that stuff. Um, but again, I didn't, you know, I should have realized when I took that first hit and felt instantly amazing that that, that was not going to be good for me. But I don't think I had accepted yet just how much of an addict I really was. Again, there was one time when the, the shipment didn't come and I thought, oh, no big deal. This is, this is not, this is just a plant this is only as addictive as coffee or, you know, everything I had read is like, oh, this is not a problem. You'll be fine. Oh my goodness. The withdrawals from that were worse than what I had gone through with the other substances. I mean, it was just awful. And I thought, oh no, I'm in trouble. This is not good. But instead of just taking that opportunity to quit, I just white knuckled it until the next shipment came. And I thought, I need this. I can't, I can't get through my day to day without it. Anyway, that's that's what's that's where I ended up ten years ago. So, and how much were you using per day? And was it like a powder? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was just just the powders, um, and I would vary between like the red and the green, like different orders. And I was never a huge user. Like again, thank goodness I didn't know about um, the extracts because I've gone down that road really easily. That whole feel free thing that I read about, I would have totally been into that, but I didn't know about it. So, thank goodness. For most of that 10 years, between 20 and 25 grams a day, before this last time I quit, I had bumped that up to probably 35. And that's when, you know, I knew things were getting out of control because I was taking more and more and not feeling good and not getting any effect out of it anymore. So that at my very highest, maybe 35. And once you switched to Kratom, were you able to abstain from the opiates and, and booze? Not not the booze. I struggled with that for I want to say seven years. Okay. While I was on the kratom, and again, I I just I had an addict brain. If I was someplace, if I was at grandma's and I knew she had another old prescription, I would look and help myself. I I, I could not 
I could not say no to it. If it came my way, you know, even if I was taking it from my grandmother who didn't need it anymore, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have taken it from her had she been in pain, but I, I couldn't, couldn't stop. I just, if it was there, I needed it. I had to take it. And I would take that on top of the kratom. You know what I mean? Like that was a really good night to me. If I could take the kratom and three, whatever painkillers, you know, yeah. so, no, I was, it was bad. It was a, it was a bad time. The reason I ask, I mean, more people than not that I talk with, they, the Kratom isn't an instantaneously cure for their previous addiction, which is the way it's marketed. Right. You know, and, and a lot of times it, especially when you start mixing it, it can be dangerous or it, it escalates. You know, I, I hear tons of people claim that it, it, it cured them of their addiction, you know, and I believe them when they say that, but I, I've talked to just as many people that it hasn't. I'd like to have some kind of objective criteria of why it works for some people and why it, it just perpetuates an addiction or escalates an addiction for others, you know? Right. Yeah. Same, same here. I, yeah. I, I wish I knew the answer to that, but it did not end up helping me cure my, my addiction <laughs> tendencies at all. I just, I started drinking more and the, the behaviors of, of going to the doctors and, and trying to, you know, get lie my way into a prescription that, that did end. Um, so I could go and, long periods of time without it. But like I said, if it was presented to me, if I could get to it, I would definitely help myself. <laughs> to yeah. But the way your life got better because there's nobody likes to lie. Right. And exactly. Steal and oh, I when did Kratom start becoming a real problem? And you start thinking about Kratom isn't work, isn't a solution either. And started thinking about quitting that. My husband knew about the Kratom I was taking because I presented it to him as this is going to help me get over some other things. So I was really like upfront with him about, about the Kratom use. And we kind of looked at it as like, well, it's just like, you know, like a supplement. Let's just call it a supplement. Yeah. We're spending more money than we really should on it. And Again, I, I, I hear people's stories. I know what I was spending doesn't seem like a lot, but it's all relative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for our family, I, I should not have been spending a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars a month on this garbage, really, you know? Um, and I felt bad about that too. So so that that was bothering me. The money was bothering me. I realized I was enslaved to it. So just, you know, having to go on a trip someplace and worrying about getting it through the TSA checkpoints. Mm -hmm. Wondering if the states I was traveling to or through, was it legal there? Am I going to have enough for the vacation? You know, just, it was, I was just so tired of, oh, and plus my health. I, I, I was just looking dreadful. Like my, my skin was bad. My hair was falling out, you know, digestive problems. And, and I've always been very health conscious, ironically, like eat clean, exercise. And yet I'm doing this awful thing to my body. It was just this weird paradox. I eat really well, I exercise and I'm poisoning myself. And that's, you know, how am I justifying that? So I was starting to worry about my health as I was getting older. I, you know, I have this late in life baby. I, I think to myself, I need to be around for her. You know, yeah. what, what am I doing? This, this little girl's going to need me for, you know, into my fifties and sixties. So it, it was that. And, and, you know, just being honest with my husband and him saying, you know, you know, why don't we talk about, why don't we, why don't we try to stop? stop doing this. And, and I said, okay, you know what? You're right. It, it's time. So that was, like I said, that was a year ago. My first attempt to quit. It was April of 2022. With four kids, you need a lot of money to feed them. So I hear you. <laughs> right. Especially boys, three teenage boys. We were paying more for their food than we were paying for our mortgage at one point. <laughs> so you're one of the people that did get affected with a hair loss. As a woman, you're not a candidate for male pattern baldness. 
That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, what did your hair loss look like? And has, have you just a, a spoiler alert? Has it gotten better in the last 60 days? I think so. I think I'm starting to see it coming back, but it was kind of like a, like receding from my hairline and thinning out. Like I, I remember looking, I was doing my hair for church one morning, I think, and I, I looked in the mirror at the back and all of a sudden there's like starting to be a little bald spot at the crown of my head. And I thought, you know, I just kind of chalked it up to aging, which, you know, it could be partly that too. But when I looked at Facebook and saw how many people were complaining about hair loss, I thought, oh, there, that's, that's another thing Kratom's doing to my body. And, uh, and like I said, I feel like it's, it has, it has improved. So the hair is, the hair is coming back. So great. That's yeah. Decimai and I are going to talk about this in the upcoming episode. There isn't like a scientific proof of it yet, but so many people report it. And even people in pro Kratom communities report it. You know, they say, I love Kratom, but I'm losing hair, you know? So it, like so many things about Kratom, it, there just is a lack of research. Why don't you talk about between what happened last April and to this July? I, I'm a taperer. I'm not a cold turkey person. I, I have a lot of respect for the cold turkey people. I am too much of a wimp. The, the terror of it was just too great for me. So I started tapering January of 2022, a long, nice, slow taper. And I was timing it. My, my husband's just, he's such a good guy. I asked him if when our school was on spring break, if I could go away for a few days, like, so my plan was to taper, 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 have my last day here at home and go away for three days. Um, so I could be alone for those first really hard three days. And he was, he's like, absolutely, you know, whatever you need to do. So I went to the Jersey shore by myself for a few days. So the taper went great, exactly according to schedule. I had no problem. The mistake I made was I left lots of it here at my house in my head. I thought, well, you know, I, I do want to get off it, but you know, I don't want to really get rid of it. Cause what if there's an emergency and, and what if I need it and I could just kick myself now? I mean, that was just so stupid. You know, I, and, and it even started that I started on the, um, that's when I found the Facebook quitting Kratom page, which has just, just been an amazing tool. I, when I started my taper in January is when I discovered that and people would ask about, how about if I just cut back? And across the board, everyone who had experience with Kratom said, you're not going to be able to do that. If, if you have it around, you're going to start taking a little. And if you take a little, you're going to be right back where you were. And I thought, no, I've got so much discipline. That's not going to happen to me. So anyway, I, everything was successful. I went away to the beach for three days, was off, you know, three days clean and came home. And oh, one other one other thing in my life that, that has been a, a big stressor is I am the, the, besides everything else, I'm the primary caregiver for my mother-in-law who is physically and mentally disabled. So she lives with us and I'm her caretaker. And it had been a really, really couple of stressful years doing that. And I wouldn't ask for help. I, I was just like, like so many women, we feel like we have to be everything to everybody and we can't ask for help because that's weakness. You know, I'm, I'm sure not all women are like that, but that's how I was like, this is my job and I'm going to do it. And I'm, you know, going to be superwoman. butter spread over too much bread, you know, just feel very yeah. thin. So anyway, I came back to that. And of course, none of that had changed. I still have a, a little girl who's like navigating adolescence. I've got my mother-in-law who needs me all the time, a job, a husband, all these other things. So I came home and because I had it in the drawer, you know, three days later, I thought, you know, my emergency, like I'm only going to use it for emergencies. Well, 
four o'clock, for some reason, four o'clock was the witching hour every day, four o'clock. I don't know what it is. Both times I quit. That's just the hardest time of day for me. I, I don't know why, but anyway, so four o'clock, three days later, I, I'm, I got home. I made it three days at home. So now I'm six days clean, I guess, total. And I just like, okay, I'm just going to take a little bit just to help me get through tonight and everything I have to do. But that's it. I'm only going to let myself do it this once. Well, of course, for the next two weeks, I said every day, like just at four o'clock. And I did only at four o'clock every day I took some, but I'm not going to let it get any further. Two weeks later, like, okay, mornings are kind of rough. So I'm just going to take it in the morning and I'm just going to take it at four o'clock. And that's it. Because I'm not going to be one of those people that goes back, you know, to where I was. So you can guess how this ends within, I don't know, by July, April, May, June, July, I I was back exactly where I had been before um, because I had it in the house. So, and and this time I I just couldn't tell my husband, I could, he was so proud of me and what I that I, I didn't tell him I had saved some, I didn't tell him that I was back on it. So now it's become this sneaking, lying thing I'm doing. And so now I feel doubly ashamed, you know, cause he's so supportive and every, you know, yeah. and you know, so now I'm, I'm playing the games. Like I'll go do my grocery shopping and get an extra $20 out. So it looks like that went toward groceries, but I'm going to take that. And this is when I discovered that vape, sh- the vape shop thing, because there was a big sign that said create them like, Oh, I can just buy it here. And then my husband won't see it come in the mail. He won't see the charges on the, so I, I found sneaky ways to get cash so that I could go and, and, and have him not know. So that's, that's where I was for, for over a year, the, the sneaking, you know, trying to find cash, not letting him know, feeling just like the absolute scum of the earth. And, and it just kept increasing and, and it's doing less and less for me. Like I'm taking more and more and getting absolutely nothing at this point. I'm taking it just not to go into withdrawals. I get no happiness from it. It was just, it was bad and was doing nothing for me. And the health things were coming back. The hair was starting to thin again. Yeah. And I just, I just felt like the scum of the earth. So anyway, okay. So fast forward to just really felt like I had to come clean to my husband. I forget. We were just having a talk and and about just how stressful things were taking care of my mother-in-law because he's here too and, and bears some of it, even though the brunt of it falls on me. And I said, babe, I'm so sorry. I, I, I have to confess something to you. I've been back on Kratom for a while and been hiding it from you. And he said, you know, I, I wondered, he said, I was driving by some sign that said Kratom and I wondered how you were doing because things have been so stressful. And, and he was great about it. And, you know, he, he there were no recriminations. He, he's just like, I'm really sorry. What, what are you going to do? And I said, well, this is, you know, I'm a teacher. So I, I know highly privileged, privileged lifestyle. I have summers off. So we're coming up on summer and I think now's the time, you know, I, I, I got to do this. I've got to get off. I'm so tired of being enslaved to this stuff. I hate it. So anyway, so that's, that's what we did. We, you know, he knew what I was doing. I, I took me a little while after that conversation and I started my taper again, but I did a really fast taper this time because I, I just wanted to be done. I timed it so that we, I would be done right before we left for our annual vacation. Some of my grandkids live up in Maine and we go up every summer to see them. So I thought, and this time I got rid of every bit of it. I mean, I cleaned it all out of the house, took my last dose, I think in the car on the way up to Maine, because I knew I'd be busy with grandkids and I knew being busy was going to be really important and distracted. So I I, I did like a two week taper, uh, got down to a gram and a half. And that was my last day was a gram and a half. And then, and then stopped. And that, that was, like I said, July 
uh, 25th. How was traveling and withdrawing? Was it okay because you were busy? Yeah. You know what? The other thing that was so helpful from the Facebook group, and I don't know, maybe it's placebo effect. The supplement suggestions on there were lifesavers. I followed most of those like to the letter and started before my quit. Like as I was tapering, I started uh, the vitamin C and the DLPA and ashwagandha and I mean, I just went nuts with, with the supplements, you know, as I was tapering the anxiety, I was getting the anxiety. My sleep wasn't great. Uh, what else? So the anxiety, the sleep, yeah, like lack of energy, the energy would I'd be drained of energy. So that was already happening. Cause I was, as I was tapering down and, you know, being busy on the vacation really helped, but I still, I didn't sleep great during the vacation. I was able to enjoy it. I can say I had a really great vacation but when we would stop for a minute, I think, you know, I've got that antsy feeling and the restless legs and, you know, the, the supplements helped a lot, a lot, a lot. There was still, there was still some discomfort. Um, you know what I did find? And I would love to say to people, the fear of quitting was way worse than actually quitting in my experience. You know, just reading other people's struggles. And, and I know there were people on like 10 times more than I was taking. And I imagine the withdrawals were horrible for them. And I, I don't discount that at all, but maybe because I was on a lower dose, I don't know. Um, and it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't the nightmare I thought it was going to be. And, and I also love the expression that I learned on Facebook, just embrace the suck. It, it's going to suck. Huh. Just embrace it. Know that you're doing something amazing for yourself and your family and your future and your health and embrace the suck. It's, it's not going to be fun for a while, but then you get through it. So that kind of helped. Was there one particular thing that helped, you know, the travel and the supplements, but was there one thing in particular that helped you get through this, the, the early acute phase? I did. I did the Epsom salt baths. I'm a big fan okay. of that. That helped a lot. I, I really just think it was the supplements and, and keeping busy. I did a lot of, I, I'm, my faith is very important to me. So I, I, you know, there was a lot of prayer and um, I did a ton of journaling that helped. Like sometimes just getting the negative emotions Mm -hmm. out because for the first time, like I'm having to face these negative feelings for the first time in a long time. So writing that down, journaling was a huge help, but yeah, the, I just, I, I feel, you know what else with the supplements too? This is interesting, Charlie, the, um, just having something to take in the morning, that, that part of it too, just instead of the routine of, I wake up, I take Kratom. Now I wake up and take DLPA and you know, the other things that I would, the vitamin C, I think even that just psychologically, like it gave me something else to do, you know what I mean? And so I don't know how much of that was placebo, but I I succeeded, you know, I got through it through the first couple of weeks. And and I don't root for hard withdrawals for anybody. I'm glad it, and it sounds like the first time around you had worse withdrawals. Yes, I would say I did. And I I didn't, I wasn't as faithful with the, uh, the supplements. I did some of them. But yeah, not as much. But yeah, I feel like the first time the withdrawals were a little harder. I, I've heard people that quit multiple times. Each quit is different. You know, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. So what are you doing today to prevent a relapse and to maintain your abstinence? Yeah. So this is something else I didn't do before. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because um, I, had, I had tried like 12 step meetings years ago. And I don't know. I don't think I gave it enough of a chance. I, I just didn't love them. And I don't know. So I I stopped and I I had no support at all. I was totally trying to do it on my own. 
with my husband's support, which is great. But he, like I said, he's never struggled with any sort of addiction. Yeah. So as supportive as he was, he just, he, he didn't understand the, the struggle. He supported me through it, but didn't get it. So I realized this time I really needed to be more, there needed to be more community for me. I, I needed to be more involved in the Facebook group. I needed to start doing some online meetings, things like that. This podcast has just, oh my goodness, was a light. I just, I binge listened to all the episodes that were available when I started and just hearing other people's stories, you know, I'd I'd be running or walking on our trail here and, and listening to it and then saying out loud, like, yes, oh yes. Oh, I totally understand that. Yes. That's exactly what happened to me. And it was just so, I don't know. It was so helpful knowing people out there understood what I was going to even going through, even if I didn't know them and talk to them personally. And then, you know, there are a couple of, um, online Kratom, quitting Kratom meetings, you know, a couple times a week. And I've loved yeah. that, like hearing other people's stories and seeing other people's faces. And, you know, I, I would share something and somebody else like with the whole, like being afraid to go through TSA. And, and I think it was Decima. It was like, Oh, I remember, you know, not wanting to tr- be afraid to travel and holding your breath as the Kratom's going through the checked back, you know, the, the, the stuff you're taking on the, the flight with you. And so that's been a huge help this time. Some people can quit on their own, but there's many that, you know, we need a community, you know, and I'm glad you found the podcast helpful. Being able to hear everybody's story has been really helpful to me too. How would you describe your life today without Kratom in it? It's, you know, it's just so good to be free of it. Honestly, you know, the, the, free, I was on Facebook today, somebody was asking, you know, you get a lot of people saying, when is this going to get better? You know, the first five days are hard. I want to say and then all of a sudden you, you feel a little better. And then, you know, another, a week later you think, oh, I just slept seven straight hours. You know, that's amazing. And then a week later, you know, I realized, oh, some aches and pains are gone. And then all of a sudden one day I felt like I got through four o'clock. Like it was, it was after four and I wasn't dying, you know, and I, and I wasn't hating my life at four o'clock every day. And I, it was just this really gradual thing. So I, I feel like, you know, two months in, I mean, I, I still, I know I have a long way to go. Um, and, and I'm still going to keep working through things, but I, I just feel so much better being free, like not being tied to the clock. Like, Oh, how many, how long till I can take my next dose? And, how much do I have to pack with me to go on vacation? And just, I really am feeling normal again. I, I feel like my my sense of humor is coming back. I'm enjoying life. Like for a lot of those 10 years, like I didn't want to do anything. My husband would say, let's, you know, let's go do something. And I just, I never felt like doing anything, you know, where Kratom at the beginning gave me all this energy. It turned on me and, and yeah. the exact opposite was happening. And I was a zombie. And I didn't realize it was the Kratom. I blamed it on so many other things like, oh, I'm getting older or whatever. And now I feel like like my husband's so surprised. I'll suggest we go do something fun. He's like, oh, who are you? You know, and <laughs> so I, I just I'm two months in, I can say I'm starting to feel normal. Now, I do have I do have days where I feel low, like, you know, a little bit down or whatever. But um, I, I don't ever want to go through a withdrawal again. I never, ever want to do that again. So that, that motivates me and just being free, just, I just, the freedom of, of not being addicted to something is for the first time in 15 years is just really a big motivator. So I'm, I'm loving life a lot more. It's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. All my stressors are still there, Yeah, you know, but 
just knowing that everybody has bad days and they're going to be negative feelings. And you just, again, you got to embrace the suck of life and, and you can't run to substances to fill that hole in you. There have to be, there have to be other things. You know, one thing I did that, that whole four o'clock thing when it was really hard, I started going to the movies. So this was summer. So I was off work and I yeah. go to the matinees or the cheap days. And I, I would say to my husband, I'm really sorry. I, by myself, I would just, I would drive to our local movie theater and, and around four or five o'clock. And that was a huge help. Isn't that weird? Like I, I just going to see a movie, something different. Cause that's something that, that was an extravagance when the kids were growing up, Yeah, you know, taking a big family to the movies was way too expensive. So that was kind of a treat. And also I started binge watching a couple of things on Netflix and Hulu. Um, uh, Dope Sick was one. And I consider that part of my recovery, Dope Sick. And there was another one called Painkiller about the whole opioid, yeah. opioid epidemic and yeah. how it got half of America hooked on heroin and fentanyl because of, you know, it just, it was really fascinating. And I considered that part of my recovery, like watching those and, and, um, the show uh, intervention i started binge watching interventions and I, that was helpful to me as well like seeing how other people got clean and and what helped them so those are like all the tools in my toolbox and i yeah. like everything i can get my hands on is what i'm doing now to to stay off the stuff so and it sounds like your recovery is with all substances not just kratom yes now there have been struggles i'm going to be completely honest I did have an alcohol relapse, I want to say two weeks into my Kratom quit. That four o'clock time hit. I had run out of movies to go to. I had no more shows on Netflix to watch, you know, and I just, something happened and sent me on a spiral and I had a couple of days of a binge there and then pulled it back and I'm doing much better with that. I am actually giving some online AA meetings another chance. Okay. I'm going to see, I'm going to give it, I didn't give it enough of a chance. So I'm going to try again. It may not be for me. Like I know it's helped millions of people. I'm going to give it another, give it some time. But um, anyway, but right now, yes, I lately, like since the, the little relapse there, I, I've been doing great for like first time I'm just clean of everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, I've heard a lot of people, the risk with alcohol is sometimes you can get a really bad hangover and then it's so tempting because create the Kratom will relieve those symptoms yeah. you know um and then it you know and then this kind of the cycle begins but um but i love that four o'clock uh going to the movie theater that that's like a change of routine you know and it's kind of indulgent yes without <laughs> and i my witching hour was fridays i had trouble on fridays i quit three times like for a week or five days and all my re relapses were on friday so i can relate to that like a certain time of the week or the certain time of the day <laughs> yeah absolutely you know it's funny with alcohol weekends were my my downfall but for some reason with the kratom it was the four o'clock I, I, <laughs> yeah i don't know it was it was weird but yeah working finding other things to do to work through it just yeah it was really helpful yeah uh what do you do with music uh to turn around your day I'm, I'm so glad for this question with a lot of your guests, because they're so much younger than you yes. and I are. I have no idea what they're talking about. They sound like, you know, everyone listens to these cool indie bands that I've never even heard of at my age, you know? And, and I was never super like out there with me. I love, love music. And I do want to say, you, you'll see this a lot with other people who've gotten off of Kratom. 
music suddenly becomes amazing again. And, and I didn't expect that. It was like therapy. Like music has become therapy. I, I love when I'm having a rough day, I love the soundtrack to Hamilton. Never gets old. I just love that soundtrack. Yeah. I also like, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Stephen Curtis Chapman is my favorite um, contemporary Christian artist. And his music is just super uplifting, really ministers to me. And then this is the one that I'm going to get mocked for. Okay, I, I do have a 16-year-old daughter. She's super into K-pop, Korean boy bands. And yeah. she has got me hooked on Korean boy bands. I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but it is some of the happiest, peppiest. And, and they sing in Korean. I don't even know the words to half of the songs. <laughs> but they're just they're just so happy. So I'll put those on sometimes. And, uh, yeah. and that really helps. But honestly, I'm all over the place. I still love my 80s music, you know, from when I was my, my teenage years. I, I like, you know, I like musicals and, you know, I like some oldies. I, I am all over the place. But those are my top three. Hamilton, Stephen Curtis Chapman and K-pop. It is weird. I just like the hair thing. I've heard a lot of people say that they have enjoyed music more off Kratom it's wild that that's that's such a common refrain from people you know yeah i was really surprised at that all right a couple more questions uh what is your best advice for someone in getting ready to quit kratom yeah you know if i could make this specific to women oh yes being, being an older wiser woman you know we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect in everything and like i said before we are usually the emotional backbone of the family you know, especially as you get older and find yourself in a place where you're still caring for your kids and your parents are starting to age and your parents are starting to need you. And, you know, you've got work and, and all of the other things. I just, you know, I, I just wish women, I would encourage women, especially if you're also struggling with addiction, don't be hard on yourself. Be as gentle as you possibly can be as you're going through this. You know, stop beating yourself up. Yes, we got ourselves into a bad place. Let's move on. Um, and I, I know it's hard with little kids. I've been there with little kids. It's hard to carve out any time for yourself. It, you know, I, I read in one of the sobriety books I read, compare your sobriety with a pregnancy. When you're pregnant, you're hmm. allowed to say no to things. And that's okay because you're growing a life inside of you. Nobody criticizes you if you say, I can't make it, I'm tired, or I need to go put my feet up for a few minutes, or I can't, you know... And, and this one author suggested, think of your sobriety. You're starting a new life in sobriety from whatever it is you're trying to get off of. Give yourself permission, just like you were, you know, would have in a pregnancy to say, I just, I can't say, say no to some things and it's okay. You know, you can't always be everything to everybody. Even if it means like, put the kids in front of a video for a few minutes and, and go have a cup of coffee you know, to, to get through what you're going through. I, I give so much credit to the moms I see who are trying to get off Kratom with little kids at home. That has got to be so hard because you, you have to be there for them. I would say to women, be, be kind and gentle with yourself when you're going through this. It, it's so worth it. You'll come out the other side. You'll get your energy back. You will be the mom you want to be again, the wife you want to be, the daughter, the everything in your life that you need to be. You'll be so much healthier for it. So do whatever you need to do, whatever you're able to do to be good to yourself and gentle at this time. And then other than that, I would say, move, be active. Don't lay around in bed. You, you know, you know, if you feel like it, I, I know, I know what that feels like. Just, I want to lay in bed all day. 
go outside, get some sunshine, exercise, move. That was just so helpful. So th- those would be my two, my two things. Okay. Sorry, that was kind of long winded, but that's what yeah. I had on my heart. So. Yeah, I loved it. I'm going to put you on the spot here. We talked before the, in the interviewing, but the, I was telling you about this uh, hearing that was in the state next to you in Ohio. Yes. And one of the speakers, and they were considering the merits of, I think, some Kratom legislation. And one of the speakers compared Kratom addiction to a Diet Coke dependency. Uh, and uh, any thoughts about that? Oh, that just, it makes me crazy. I mean, I could see 10 years ago, maybe trying to pull that, but I, I just feel like we know better now. You know, like you said, I know there's not a lot of research. And I don't know, is it just addicts that, that know that that's so not true? I can drink Diet Coke for a week and stop and be okay. I, I took Kratom for a week and stopped and, you know, was almost bedridden. And I just, you know, like you and I were talking earlier, I, I don't, it doesn't need to be banned necessarily. I'm not calling for a ban. I just feel like the truth needs to be out there. A label that says caution may be addictive for some people, you know, and, and it's not like coffee. It's not, yeah. It's not like Diet Coke. It's much stronger. I mean, it just made my brain go, whoa, the first time I took it. Like, Coke doesn't do that for me. Coffee doesn't do that for me. I mean, I went to Happy Land the first time I took it. So, yeah. Let's just get more information out there so people can make an informed decision, right? Amen. Well said. So, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap things up? Oh, I just thank you so much for letting me tell my story. Uh, I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of, of you and of the show and I'm so grateful to everybody and all the advice given. And I just, you know, go to, go to the meetings, you know, join in the, you know, listen to the podcast. It's, it's really helpful. And um, just thank you so much for having me. Same here. I, I am really happy to share your voice and your perspective. Thank you so much, Charlie. Same here. Kratom in the headlines and resources of the week are taking a seven-day hiatus. It's in the month. It's been a crazy week. I also had a death in the family. Several services attend. A teenager who wants to spend the day at a Renaissance fair. And last night I was invited at the last moment to a concert at the park. And it was a beautiful end of the summer, fall day, and lots of fun. So we'll return next week with more creative information and resources. Please reach out to us on social media. You can leave a voicemail. Phone number is on our website. And until next week, keep it creative free.